Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life, from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's begin. Hey, what's up, Life Masters? This is Stephen James from Project Life Mastery. Today, I'm going to share with you how I got out of $15,000 worth of credit card debt, which by the way, credit card debt is the worst kind of debt to be in. It's very high interest debt, which makes it very challenging to pay that off to get yourself out of that situation. But if you're in any kind of debt right now, but specifically credit card debt, you want to make sure that you prioritize that to pay that off. And today, I'm going to share with you the steps that I took to pay off my debt but more importantly, to get myself on the path towards financial freedom and financial abundance. Now, I got into debt when I was in my early 20s. And the first thing I did, and the first thing I'm gonna invite you to explore, is I really looked at why I was in debt. How did I get into debt in the, in the first place? How did I get myself in this situation? And I realized if I didn't first learn from that and take ownership and responsibility of my actions, my behaviors, how I got myself in that situation, then I wouldn't grow from it. And I needed to grow from it to make sure I avoided those mistakes to get myself on the right path and to formulate a plan to get myself where I wanted to go. So I identified there was three reasons why and how I got myself into debt. And I'm gonna share them with you. Number one, the reason why I was in debt is I was living above my means. I was spending more money than I had coming in. And anytime you do that, you pay your, you know, your, your expenditures are higher than your income, you're gonna get into debt. And so that was the first thing that I realized that I was making a big mistake on. The second thing is I wasn't managing my money. I wasn't tracking my expenses and my income and I didn't have awareness of really where my money was going. And so I wasn't very responsible in terms of how I was managing it. And then number three, I was avoiding it. I, was avoid, I knew that I was getting into debt. I knew it wasn't looking good, but I just avoided it. And I was getting these statements coming in in the mail every month, and I was too afraid to actually acknowledge the reality. Um, I was avoiding it because it was uncomfortable. It was painful to actually embrace and look at actually how much money I was in debt. And it wasn't until I actually embraced that and decided, you know what, I hit a, I hit a threshold. And I was like, you know what, I've got to just know what this number is. Because if I don't know what the number is, then I can't formulate a plan to get myself out of this situation. And so that was one of the most important things I did is I realized how much, how I got myself in this situation and I started to correct that and learn that 
my behavior and my way of being was going to get it worse and worse and worse. It was going to stack, and I was just digging myself a hole until I actually embraced the reality of that. So let me share with you some of the steps that I took. The first step that I took, and I recommend for anybody that's in credit card debt, is I did what was called a balance transfer. Okay, a balance transfer. What does that mean? Well, there's many other credit cards that are available that actually will incentivize you by giving you a very low interest rate or even a 0% interest rate to transfer your balance from one credit card, the credit card you might have 19% you know, interest rate on that. You can transfer that balance to this other credit card and they incentivize you to do that because they wanna acquire you as a customer, right? They're gonna give you a very low interest or even 0% interest for maybe six months or even a year or even longer than that. And so it's an opportunity to save some money, to make sure that you're not paying that 19% or whatever the interest is on, on your credit card, that you can at least save some money on that interest and kind of gives you like enough time where you can kind of make a dent in paying it off and to get yourself out of that situation. So to find these credit cards, um, what I did was I just went to Google. You know, I went to Google, typed in credit card balance transfer, um, you know, based on your country or based on where you live, there might be different banks and different credit cards available, but I would just explore and find all the ones that would actually promote and advertise um, uh, uh, the credit card balance transfer and whatever their, their rate was. And I just made sure that it was a lot less than whatever interest that I was paying. And in some cases, you can even do that and you transfer to one credit card for a year. Um, you save a lot of money on interest after that 12 months or whatever that time frame is, then obviously it goes up to a high interest rate. But I'd find another credit card and then just transfer that balance to the next one, to the next one, for as many as I could possibly do. So that is something that I did to take advantage of just saving some of that interest to help myself get ahead. Okay, that would be the first step. The second step that I did is I learned how to manage my money. Okay, I learned how to manage my money. And specifically what I mean by that is I started tracking everything, all my income and all of my expenses. So for that, what I did is I stopped paying for things in cash because cash is very hard to track. And instead, I used my debit card or my credit card for every expense. More specifically, my debit card because I didn't want to spend money I didn't have by using a credit card, although there can be benefits to using a credit card because it can help you build up your credit rating but you gotta be making sure that you're actually paying off your credit card or at least paying that minimum, the minimum balance of that. Um, so what I did was I started using my debit card, my credit card, and then every week, for me it was on Tuesdays. I don't know why Tuesdays, I just, that was the day that I was motivated, hit that threshold, and I said, you know what, I gotta start tracking things. But I'd log into my online banking, and I created an Excel spreadsheet or a Google spreadsheet, and I tracked everything. So I looked at, how much money do I actually have coming in every single month? Okay, maybe you have your job, you get your paycheck every two weeks, maybe you have a business. Um, for me, there was some level of consistency in how much money that I was making, and I made sure that I tracked that every single week to be aware of how much I have coming in for that week and for that month. Then I started tracking all my expenses. And so I'd go through my online banking and I'd categorize every expense and put it into my spreadsheet. So how much money was I spending for rent? Okay, that was the amount. Okay, I'm gonna put in a category, rent. The month is January. This is how much I spent on rent for this month. Okay, how about my car payments? Okay, that's how much it is. I would transfer that to my spreadsheet. How much am I spending on entertainment? How much was I spending on groceries and dining out? And my gym membership, and my cell phone, and my internet, and my cable, and gas? 
all of that. I would track everything and categorize it. And every single week I'd update it because number one, I needed to, I needed to actually be aware of what was going on. Where was my money going? It wasn't enough for me to just kind of be in my head wondering. I actually had to know the facts and the reality of it. And that was part of the mistake that I made is I knew that money was coming in, right? Every month I, I knew that I had a certain amount of money coming in, but because I knew it was coming in, I just started spending my money thinking, oh, you know, there's more than enough. I made this mo- amount of money this month, but not unless you're actually tracking it and you actually have awareness, you're going to get caught up in making impulse purchases and that's where it's going to get you out of hand. So every week I had to make sure I was tracking everything. And then when I totaled up everything, this is my total income, this is my total expenses, I was able to see what was going on. I was able to see, okay, I'm spending too much money here and I'm at a negative, I'm in a deficit and this is how I'm getting in debt because I don't have enough money coming in to pay off all of these expenses. And so it wasn't until I had the awareness of that and I took responsibility and I started to, to develop the habit of being a good money manager, which by the way, all people that are millionaires and multimillionaires and billionaires, that's one, one common habit and trait they all have in common is they're great money managers. So if you want to change your finances, you got to get into the habit of managing your money. And for me, it was actually very freeing. It was actually very empowering. I felt more in control over, over my finances, which was a really great thing. Okay? So it tracked everything. Now, the third thing I did was I started to create a budget and I started to eliminate expenses. Okay, eliminate expenses. So once I realized that I was in a negative deficit every month, I, it was negative cash flow, um, I, wasn't, I was you know, spending more than what I had coming in, I realized I had to change something. I had to change my lifestyle. I had to set a budget and create some discipline for myself to not overspend. So what I started to do is I started to look at every single expense that I had in my spreadsheet, and I asked myself the question, how can I either reduce this or eliminate this expense altogether. Reduce or eliminate, okay? And I looked at every one. I did not let any limitation, any excuse stop me from exploring the possibility of reducing or eliminating a certain expense. So for example, I looked at my rent and I looked at where I was living, the apartment that I was living in. And I really liked my apartment. I was living in downtown Vancouver, which is something I always wanted to do. But the reality was I I couldn't afford to live there. And I had to accept and embrace that. And so I looked at what options do I really have to reduce this or eliminate this? And so I said, you know, well, I could, I could downgrade. You know, I could do it temporarily just to get out of debt, to change, you know, get more responsible. Because this, as far as I was concerned, li- you know, living the lifestyle I was living was a luxury that I hadn't yet earned yet. Um, I was jumping ahead in terms of thinking that I could afford this lifestyle when I really hadn't earned it yet. So I had to really humble myself in that way and say, you know what, I haven't earned this yet. So I've got to humble myself and dig myself up, you know, get myself out of this hole. So when it came to my rent, I was like, I could either downgrade, I could live somewhere else, live out in the suburbs, maybe somewhere else that, um, you know, might not be as nice of an apartment, might not be as great location, but that was something I had to embrace the possibility of. The other option was I could move back in and live with my mom. You know, take a few steps back so I could take a few more steps forward in my life long term. And then the other option, which I actually decided to do, was to move in with a friend, with a roommate. And I had a friend that was looking to save some money. And he invited me to live on his couch in his living room. And I paid him $500 a month to do that. 
And uh, I did that for about a year. And that was a way for me to save money. It was a lot less than getting my own place by having a roommate. And it was very challenging. It was embarrassing at times to live in a living room and sleep on a couch. But I accepted the fact that I have to embrace that and I have to make this as a sacrifice uh, so that I can pay off my debt and get myself out of this situation. And in some ways, that was actually kind of fun. You know, it was actually kind of fun to have some roommates again and to uh, connect with friends and, and uh, create some great memories together as well. So that's what I did. I made a sacrifice. The second thing I did was I looked at my car. And I had a beat-up 1989 Honda Civic. And I realized, you know what? I can sell this. And by the way, when I moved out of my apartment, I lived on my friend's couch. I sold a lot of furniture, sold my couch, sold my desk, sold a lot of things that I ended up making some money that I could then pay off my credit card debt a little bit. Um, But I ended up selling my 1989 beat-up Honda Civic. um, And I got $1,500 for it. And instead, I took the bus. And I got a bus pass. And I saved a lot of money there on fuel and all that. And yes, it was more inconvenient. But I looked at the positives. I looked at, you know what, I can read a book on the bus or on the train. I can listen to audiobooks and, you know, get ahead and feed my mind with positivity. I looked at my cell phone. And even that, I was like, you know what, you know, maybe I can downgrade this. Maybe I'm, you know, I don't need the plan that I have and I can save a little bit of money by downgrading on my cell phone. Or maybe there's another carrier that I can instead switch to that I could save some money with. I looked at my habits of eating out, my habits of entertainment, and I said, you know what, I gotta cut this back. Um, I gotta set a budget for myself and not overspend. Um, I'm gonna have to, if I go out, you know, I basically gotta eat beforehand and cook my own meals, and I'll have to, you know, prepare meals and Tupperware and take them out with me, or whatever it is, I had to be willing and open to do those things to save some money every month. I looked at my gym membership and I said, hey, you know what, maybe there's another gym I could go to instead that might be a little bit cheaper. I looked at everything. I looked at my TV. I had a TV and I eventually just decided, you know what, that's a luxury I can't yet afford and that's actually something that's wasting my time so I'm going to sell my TV and I'm not going to pay for cable anymore and I'm going to save some money there and I didn't have a TV for many, many years. So I, I created a budget and I made sure I stuck to it and I eliminated a lot of those expenses so that I could be in, in the green. I could have some positive cash flow and I formulated, I formulated a plan and determined, okay, if I cut out a couple hundred bucks every month of expenses or $500 or whatever that amount is, and I have this amount of cash flow coming in now and pause them, and I stick with this plan, how long is it going to take me for me to pay off this debt? And I figured that out. And I said, okay, it's going to take me two years. I was like, oh man, that sucks. Maybe I could sacrifice more. It might take a year and a half. I try to figure things out so that I could pay it off even sooner. Now, the last piece that I did is really one of the most important ones because the first parts of it, okay, eliminating and budgeting, that's kind of more defense, okay? That's a more defensive, more conservative stance that I think we should all embrace and should all do. But I really realized if I'm only focused on defense and I don't have any offense, then I'm not really going to get ahead and it's going to take so much longer. And I know some of you might be in amounts of debt where it's just so, so high. It's just so, it's just so hard to even imagine. It could take you several years to get yourself out of that situation. But for me, I realized that if I want to accelerate this, then the way to do that is to go on offense. And my offense was finding ways to make more money. Okay. Finding ways to make more money. You know, yes, be smart, eliminate budget, do all of that. But if I'm willing to sacrifice my time and work even harder and to make more money, 
I can get myself out of debt even faster, and more importantly, I can create financial wealth and financial freedom, which was my ultimate goal. So what did I do? Well, I looked at, number one, ways that I could start trading my time for money. So I already had you know, my own business, my own job. I was already making some money from that. But I said, what if I get a second job, a third job? You know, what if I work doing construction work on the weekends, which is what I ended up doing? I can get paid 20 bucks an hour, and I don't like doing construction. It sucks. But again, beggars can't be choosers. I don't have that luxury right now to pick and choose what I'm going to do. Whatever can get myself out of this situation, I'll embrace it and I'll do it. Even if I got to be a janitor or a garbage man, I would do that. So I looked at doing construction work, uh, physical labor, and I looked at it as a good way to get in great shape. And uh, I remember I ended up taking the, the SkyTrain an hour each you know, morning, an hour back, and I would do demolitions. And we would tear down a kitchen. We'd tear down drywall. And I would be so dirty and exhausted by the end of the day, but I just pushed myself and learned how to embrace that hard work and uh, to be willing to give up my weekends to do that because most other weekends I'd spend just spending money, you know, going out with friends, drinking, partying, you know, spending my money on liabilities. But I, if I instead put that time into making more money, you know, I'd get further ahead and not be spending that money partying with my friends. So that's what, one thing that I did. I looked at also doing some freelance work online. Um, so, you know, online I wanted to build, I wanted to learn internet marketing and build an online business. And I knew I needed certain skills to do that. And I saw there's many opportunities for jobs I can get online that can allow me to make money from home. And I can also develop my marketing skills and learn how, you know, how to use the computer better. So I did that, made some extra money doing that. And then really for me, the big one, excuse me, was, um, was building my own business. And that was more of a long-term journey, but I realized that if I, if I start putting effort every week into learning internet marketing and to start building a business and even you know, put some money into that too, even though it's kind of counterintuitive, I'm trying to pay off my debt, but I was willing to invest money into assets that I could appreciate. And for me, that was my education and a business, which is something that over time could help make me more money. So I started exploring different avenues of how I can make money online, and I knew it wasn't going to be immediate, but if I just chip away at it, chip away, paying off the debt, and slowly you know, moving in the right direction with building a business, uh, whether that's publishing books on Amazon or whether that's building a blog, there's a lot of things you can do, you know, affiliate marketing, things that I could do that don't cost much money, and I could learn and gain experience, and it could lead to money down the road. I started doing that. And before you know it, you know, I was paying off the debt. I was more in control of my life and my finances, but I was also building a new stream of income on the side. And eventually I started making more money to pay off that debt even faster from that because I had that mentality. And so that is a key piece as well is don't just go on defense because otherwise it's going to take forever. Have offense. Put your foot on the gas a little bit and be willing to sacrifice and to get ahead and have that long-term horizon. And business is great. Also, sales, I think, is great as well because I realize sales is such an important skill to have in life. Whether you build your own business, whether you want to attract a man or woman into your life, whether you have kids, right? Learning how to influence, learning how to communicate. Sales is so valuable. And I, with sales, you can make as much money as you want based on your results if you're getting paid a commission for that. And for me, building a business was great because you get rewarded for what you put into it. And so I knew that the more I put in, the more that I hustled, the more I got more clients or sold, you know, sold my services a lot more than the more money I could make from that. And I was developing these really valuable skills that would help me down the road. 
because everybody that I know that's successful, millionaires, multimillionaires, billionaires, they're really incredible with sales. Sales is the lifeblood of any business and will allow you to make as much money as you want as long as you have that skill set. So that's what I did and I was able to get out of that debt. And I'm not sure what situation you're in right now, how much debt it is, um, but hopefully what I've shared these steps can resonate with you to help yourself get out of that situation. And for me, ultimately I learned, I learned from my mistakes and part of my why, part of my motivation was to make sure I never again got into credit card debt. And I haven't since that, you know, since that time in my early 20s. And I look back at that time as such a blessing because it really put me on the right track of managing my finances and learning how to be responsible with money. And it motivated me to build my business in so many great ways. And so look at it, look at your debt as a blessing, as a gift, as a valuable lesson. You're gonna grow from it, you'll get past it, you'll be a better person for it. And it can really propel your financial freedom, your financial abundance. And you gotta make sure you don't realize that not all debt is bad. So there's some low interest debt that can be beneficial to leverage the money of a lender or a bank. You know, basically debt that is very high interest, like credit cards, but basically you're paying for liabilities, things that don't make you money, that's not good. But if you get a mortgage and it's a low interest rate and you're buying a property with that money and that is a, an asset that appreciates over time, then that can be a worthwhile part of debt. Even having a business loan can be worthwhile as well. If there's a low interest rate on that and you've got an asset and it's appreciating, something that can make you more money in the future, then that could be a valuable source of debt as well. So it's learning the difference between good debt and bad debt and avoiding the bad debt and being smart about how you use your debt in the future from there on out. Otherwise, credit cards can still be useful to build your credit rating, which allows you to borrow more money in the future if you want to get a mortgage or if you want to get a loan or whatever that might be. So hopefully this is helpful for you. Thank you so much for watching. And by the way, if you enjoyed this video and uh, you want more content from me on how to improve your life, how to improve your finances, build a business online, your health, your relationships, your spiritual, your mental, your emotional well-being, that's what Project Life Master here is all about. So make sure you subscribe here to the Project Life Mastery YouTube channel and you turn on notifications to get notified of our future videos. Otherwise, if you enjoyed this, please give this a thumbs up. And if you're interested in some guidance and some mentorship and how to actually build an online business, and that's something I specialize in, and I'll link below in the description to a quiz that you can take for free that can help you identify which online business is the right fit for you. There's many different opportunities out there, but you not, might not be quite sure which one to pursue. And so if you go to www.projectlifemastery.com slash quiz or click the link below, then you can take a free quiz to help you identify the right path for you and I can provide for you some more resources to help you get started. Thank you so much. Take care and God bless. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.